Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pure Hope Show. We are so happy to have you here with us, and we have a great show with an amazing guest today. We just want to thank you for spending your valuable time with us and know that this time is very well invested, especially at this time upon the planet with everything that's going on in the world. And you might be thinking, this doesn't even sound like Reverend Hope. Who is this? (laughs) Um, But Hope is enjoying her day off today and actually had another event she is attending this evening, so she's unable to join us for this episode. But she will be back in June, and I will be your host tonight. My name is Reverend Janelle and Leah Fricklin. And I work at the Hope Interface Center in Mankato, Minnesota, alongside Hope and also alongside Amy, who's the producer of this show. But um, I'm a spiritual coach in meditation here at the Hope Interface Center in Mankato. And I do live events with my sister, Amy Overly, who is, again, the producer of this show and is listening right now. Hi, Amy. And if you're listening to Hope, hello, and we love you so much. Um, But we're always behind the scenes of the show. But tonight, we are here on the air, and we are so excited to be here with you. And so to everyone that's listening, thank you so much for being a part of this show and tuning in with us. Before we get into the show tonight, I just want to take a moment to talk about a really amazing online event that the Hope Interface Center is putting on. So a lot of you know that listen to the show that we have an event called the Star Gathering on June 13th and 14th, but that event was canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic that's happening in the world. And so we created an amazing online event, and that's called We Ignite Together. And We Ignite Together has powerful speakers, And we'll be doing DNA activations, meditations, healings, light language, and soul upgrades, all to help you move into creating your best life. And we are all in this together and creating a new life and a better life and a better world together. We're doing it all together. And it's so nice because it's coming right into your home, and you can even wear your pajamas and attend this event at the same time. They have the best of both worlds. (laughs) So if you feel like your soul is going through changes or you're not sure who you are anymore or where you're going, or maybe you are a deeply spiritual being on a journey of self-development, want to develop your gifts, learn more about your soul, who you are, where you come from, even what planet you are from. At this event, we'll be making deep connections to your soul, um, to your guides, your angels, to the star beings. Um, And you may even find your soul traveling on a journey to other planets and meeting other star beings, guides, healers, and teachers. There are no limits to what your soul can discover discover, and learn. And that is what We Ignite Together is all about. And you can find out more information on We Ignite Together on our website, which is hopeinterfaithcenter.com. And you will see it right there on the front page. So all you have to do is just click the picture, and it will bring you to the page. You can read all about the speakers, Um, and all of the details, and you can sign up right there. Or you can visit our Facebook page at Hope Interface Center to learn all about that event as well. 
And so it's going to be so amazing, and we hope you all will join us. And with that being said, let's get into the show. We have an amazing guest today, and she is from Ventura, California, and her name is Susan Burrell. And Susan is a feisty Scorpio, and she was even born with the red hair to back it up, which is so great. She has navigated life by learning how to listen within to that divine urge that keeps pointing her in the direction of her life's purpose, even when she can't see the road ahead. And she is an intuitive healer, a spiritual guide in the crossroads of life. With a master's degree in consciousness, awesome, (laughs) Susan has been counseling and supporting people in transforming from the inside out for over 25 years. Her methods are proven because she has lived this journey to empowerment. And she also has a thought-provoking podcast called Chat with Susan Burrell. She's also a monthly contributor to Sybil Magazine for the Spirit and Soul of Women. And Susan is the author of the amazing book, Live Your Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. And we at the Hope Interface Center are all about empowerment. And we are so excited to have you on today, Susan. Welcome to the Pure Hope Show, and thank you for being with us. I'm excited to I'm excited to be here with you guys. I can I got chills when you especially when you were talking about this this light activation um, that you guys are going to be doing. I'm I'm so curious. I want to go. I want to be there. Oh, you are welcome to come. We will save you a seat. <laughs> we would love that. <laughs> Um, and I'm here, I'm so curious about you too, and I can't wait to learn more about you and what you do. So, do you maybe want to talk a little bit about your journey in life and how you got to where you are today? Oh my gosh! Okay, we, we have how long do we have? We have an hour. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I guess um, I guess what your listeners most would like to hear is um, I have been what I call a spiritual quester for probably my entire life, but it really activated, you know, my late teens, early twenties. And um, that's when I started to do all sorts of uh, spiritual studies, um, studying with shamans, um, reading any metaphysical book or ancient wisdom book I could get my hands on and um, it one thing led to another where I realized that my life my spiritual questing was like something I did when I wasn't working my day job right and um, Mm -hmm. as I got older I realized that that really that needed to become my day job Um, being a spiritual leader teacher um, an intuitive healer, and um, there was a lot that I was uh, afraid of stepping into, right? Because it can be a daunting task when spirit calls you forward as a leader. Um, mm-hmm. And so what's occurred now is part of that journey led me into um, getting my master's in consciousness, where I I studied not only all the world faiths and ancient wisdom, but psychology. I had three courses in quantum physics, um, sociology, that kind of stuff, and um, really gave me a great foundation um, to, to help serve others in a more unique way. And part of what that journey was was, I was while I was in that four-year master's program, my I was being tuned in and tuned up from the inside, right out, and so a lot of the changes I underwent were very subtle. That you can see them, you could not see them with your eyes, but if you were with me, um, you could feel them. And my husband at the time had a very hard time dealing with those subtle changes because it was energy shifting, 
um, within me. And I didn't understand it because I, I knew what was going on, but I didn't understand his reaction. And so it then began, began to, uh, well, not deteriorate our marriage, but um, we were married 28 years. And then it, there was a day where we both kind of said, well, that's complete. And um, so the next part of my journey as um, a spiritual leader was to go into a heart-shattering divorce. And um, because I had a huge toolbox already of healing modalities, um, I knew how to uh, get help, right? And so the help looked like um, other ministers and practitioners um, supporting me listening to me, uh, being available for me to call for just to listen to me cry or laugh or, you know, give me a, mm-hmm. a, an amazing healing or a prayer. But um, I also knew I had to do my inner work because I, I was, I don't know if you guys have been divorced, but at, going through divorce, all of a sudden all the other divorced women were coming out of the woodwork. And, and I mean, it was kind of nice to have a new tribe, I guess, but boy, a lot of those women after a bottle of wine were not happy people. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I don't want to be an embittered, unhappy person. I have a second half of life. I want to be happy. And so I began to do this inner work. And even though I had done so much um, spiritual work and consciousness work, um, when I went into divorce, I really uncovered this hidden uh, wound, if you will, that I had no self-esteem. My marriage had sucked all my self-esteem out. I didn't love myself. I didn't, I didn't even know if I could like myself. I didn't trust myself. And so that became my inner work of really learning how to love myself more than I ever have in my life, um, to come out feeling free, knowing I could be happy and loved and loving and all that stuff. So that, those but that became my, my watchwords, freedom, happiness, and love, and loving myself more than I ever have. And so that is actually um, the journey I went through and came out after four, three years of a contentious divorce and another few extra months of healing, and I came out happier, healthier, recognizing the truth of who I am, that I am this amazing loving light being and um and that i'm here to serve others in that way and uh so i was then called to write a book about it in fact a, a friend of mine on what uh i have a couple girlfriends i go away with and we were on a weekend away and i was going through another contentious time with my ex-husband and i was trying to build my own business having never done that before as a spiritual leader and teacher, um, I was trying to become an entrepreneur and um, I was bemoaning all my trials and tribulations, if you will. And (laughs) my girlfriend looked at me and she said, why don't you write a book? And I said, well, I am. I'm writing a book on how to get through divorce and come out happy. And she said, no, no, there's a different book. Write about what you teach. It's all in your computer. And I thought, what? So when I got home, it uh, took me a couple days to sit down with my computer because I, I really wasn't sure if I was going to like what was in my computer. You know, it's almost like when you open up your mind <laughs> and look at all those belief systems, do I re- am I really going to like what's in there or not? So I opened up my computer, and she was absolutely right. Everything I needed for my book was right there. I, I, it was, you know, it was, again, it was um, spirit saying, this is your next step. Just follow it. And so that's where Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey came from. And basically, uh, now I'm just talking about the book, but I'll tell you anyway. Okay, so basically. Oh, we'd love to hear it. (laughs) Okay, so the book is is all the affirmations I wrote when I was going through divorce helped me get through it. When I felt like I was crawling on my belly, you know, through my heart-shatteredness, you know, affirmations that would help me get through it. There's journaling prompts in the book that I also did for myself, you know, so a, a pretty much inspiring quotes I would use to get my mind off of my, my Oh, poor me story. Um, the, things like that, but also 
so I had the book become interactive with my website. So when you, it's a workbook. I, you know, a, a lot of people were surprised that it was a workbook. They're, when they were, people were buying it, they were saying, oh, I'm going to read your book. I'm like, no, see, you're going to work my book. That's what it is. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, when I teach, I teach people that are really ready for a deep inner transformation and realignment with spirit. I don't, I don't, I don't, I no longer teach people that want to just have a magic pill, you know, because it's all of us here have to be self-responsible that because the infinite within us has um, encoded us, if you will, with a unique system that is true to only us individually. So what's true for me isn't going to be true for you guys, right? For Amy and Janelle, it's, it's your your truth is your truth, but there's there's a larger truth of it. All of us being interconnected in that oneness of source or energy, that energy system of spirit. And so, um, because I want each person to have their unique experience of working the book, I have videos um, that are on my website. So you're prompted during the work in the book to go and watch the video and then do an activity. But there's also guided meditations. I have um, a bunch of guided meditations I've been inspired to create, um, and they're on an app called Insight Timer. Um, but you can access them through my website. But so, there, so there's meditations to listen to. There's videos to watch. There's activities to do. There's journaling to do. And halfway through the book, I crafted it so that you come to a place where it's time to um, look at what your true purpose is. And I, I believe I've lived long enough that my purpose has shifted and, and been reformatted in so, so many different ways. It's still the, the, the same through line, right? It's still the divine blueprint I was born with. But as I've gotten older, my purpose has become more focused, I guess. And so the book helps individuals define their purpose. I have a lot of women that come to work with me going through divorce um, or and having a, had a job and or, you know, they're just confused. They don't trust themselves. And um, the work I do is to help individuals become, build a foundation of self-love, self-respect so that they can stand on their own foundation. And, um, and what I'm finding is when the, the, Deep work is done, then there's sustainable transformation. It's not like you—it's not like you always have to go back. You, you keep rewinding back. Oh yeah, I—I I, I should have learned this, or I thought I learned this. It, it's not like that. It's the—the the work then becomes okay. Now I get to t- take the next step up into consciousness, right? Up into light, and um, so at the end, I—I I have had several people finish the book and told me that they, there was a one woman that did the book. Um, She didn't think she needed to do the book. She did it because she's a friend of mine. And she's like, I'm learning more stuff about me and I'm remembering stuff about me that I had forgotten and I didn't know. And it's all good. And then there's other people that are are so um, disempowered, right, that they start doing the book and the power within them starts to reveal itself to them. And they're like, wow, I am this amazing light and love. And, and I think that that's the truth for everybody, that we're all built from light and we're all built from love because that's the seed that is, was planted in us at birth or in, in past millennium, if you will. And so... Uh, so that's my intention with the book. And I just wanted to let your listeners know, um, I'm going to start an in-person book study. It's going to be a six-week book study on Zoom. And it starts June 9th. It goes for six weeks until I think it's July 14th on Tuesday night um, from 6.30 to 8 Pacific Standard Time. If anybody wants to join the study and um, really discover the truth of who you are and find empowerment. So that's kind of the long version. That's the long version to know <laughs> my story. Holy that, moly. 
that was the perfect version. Everyone, everyone okay. can, I can just feel feel the energy from it, and I know everyone else will be able to feel the, the energy from it. Because I think it's important to know those details of how you had those hard times and overcame them into this positive, strong, empowered woman that you are today. Um, and so just what would be... Why, like, because a lot of people even come to me and say, like, what's my purpose? How do I find my purpose? What would you say or would be one piece of advice that you would give to them just to help them go in the right step of finding that? Okay. So I, I would recommend that individuals find a guide, meaning that like, like you, Janelle, or myself, or people that you intuitively trust to support you as you uncover what your purpose is. Because, um, and, oh, and this is my belief, this is just my belief, in order to discover what your divine blueprint is, what your actual purpose is, you've got to clear the garbage out of your head. And by that I mean, you've got to clear old belief systems or family of origin belief systems or cultural belief systems that we um, kind of soak up like sponges. We don't even know that we're doing it until we run into a, a question like, who am I now and what's my purpose? That, you know, and if it's hard to define, it's because you're operating behind a smokescreen of these belief systems that may or may not be yours. And so I think it's important to, to begin to clear out that garbage um, by, by, I do it by journaling. I do it by mind mapping. Um, mind mapping is a, a very great nonlinear uh, tool to use um, because if you sit down to just say, okay, my purpose is, and I'm going to write it like this, it, you're not listening to spirit. That's your <laughs> mind. That's the monkey mind inside the brain that runs around trying to define you. And spirit wants you to live you, right? Spirit wants to live in you, through you, and as you. It does it anyway. You might as well get out of the way and let it do it. But so, so that's why I use mind mapping a lot because when I ask the question, who am I now and what is my purpose, then I got to get out of the way so I can really hear what my purpose is. And actually, actually Janelle, it's so amazing, again, why I'm so interested in your uh, your light activation uh, program that you were talking about at the beginning of the show, because mm-hmm. a few a, a month or so ago in meditation, um, I was asking, you know, who am I and how am I to serve? And I heard very clearly. I was act, I was reminded very clearly by spirit that when I was in uh, my master's program of consciousness. Um, it was one of the more powerful times for me at that point. And there was a constant uh, phrase that, came, that kept coming to me. And that phrase was, I am a conduit of spirit. I am a conduit of spirit. I am a conduit of spirit. And so on this meditation a few months ago, or weeks ago, I mean, I, I heard very clearly, you are a conduit of spirit. Your purpose is to activate the light. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we go again, actually, everybody, because I've been there, done that several lifetimes. But I was like, oh, right. And I even, being in the feisty redhead, right, being the rebel, I was like, really, really, <laughs> let somebody else do that. No, no. I kept hearing, activate the light. You are a light leader. Activate other light leaders. And so, oh, my goodness, Janelle. So I um, have built a Facebook group called Live Your Empowered Life. Never done Facebook much of anything. And we just did a five-day workshop called Are You a Light Leader? And it was all about getting the garbage out, facing your fears, right? Because once you get some garbage out, some of those belief systems, the fear comes up. Because the truth is, is if, if we're all light and we're all love and we are being called in this time, particularly this time on the planet, to be 
the light, right? We need to know there's other people with us, right? We're not the only ones. And, and those of us that are in a deeper spiritual practice, our light is activated and we are the leaders. We are the leaders coming out of this, um, uh, I want to say, quarantine, hibernation, lockdown, um, <laughs> whatever word you want to put on this thing that we've been going through. It's almost like the universe said, everybody stop. And those of you that still don't get it, stop some more because the truth is <laughs> you need to activate the light within you. You need to align yourself with spirit However you do that, in whatever modality of spiritual practice you do, whether it's a religion or a, or a walk on the beach or sitting with a, a beautiful puppy, you know, what, however you align yourself with source, with that energy that opens your heart to love and opens your heart to happiness and light, that is the truth of who we are. And we've gotten, we had, we uh, as an entire planet of humanity got so busy with the bright and shiny stuff. I'm not going to go political here, but the bright and shiny stuff that we forgot, right? It, it was, it's like the, that, um, so hypnosis, God, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but I was told I'm supposed to tell this. So hypnosis was developed by a guy named Mesmer. And Mesmer um, would use like a crystal or a shiny object, you know, gold washes is in the late 1800s, to mesmerize, right? Mesmerize people. And then he could influence them by putting in suggestions, right? And so we are still being mesmerized in the world by things that are not of, of truth, of, of, of light, of love. And people have gotten very good at mesmerizing others. And, and part of that is the advertising agencies that do the bright and shiny for the young girls that think they all have to look alike or buy that special tight pair of jeans or what, you know, at least in my day and age, the mesmerizing, and I'm a natural redhead, was um, blondes have more fun. And everybody wanted to be a blonde. And I, <laughs> I, I resented it. I couldn't understand it. I didn't want to be a blonde. And why do blondes have more fun than me? You know, why would they have more fun than me? But that was the mesmerizing. That was the thing that distracts you, us, people, from really living our life from the inside out. We want the thing that's outside of us to fix us, right? To make, to make us look more attractive or more successful or more whatever it is you think you're lacking. And this is why a lot of people are looking for love outside of themselves. Well, when I get married, you know, young women in my day, well, when I get married and have a house and a husband, I'll be happy. No, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, for some people it might, but for a lot of people it doesn't, which is why you saw a huge rise in divorce from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s on, because people were looking for love in all the wrong places, not within them, right? Not, in their, not connecting with the love that they already are, they always have been, but looking for the love that they thought they needed to, to stuff in the hole they thought was their heart instead of facing the fear of what is in that hole that makes me so scared that I got to stuff it with something, whether it's a, a, a spouse that you don't really love or food or whatever it is, shopping, you know, overworking, all that kind of stuff. But I digress, Janelle. <laughs> yes. I love your energy, and I can just feel the empowerment oozing from this conversation, like I can just feel oh. that in your energy, and it just—it feels oh. so good. It feels so good to be here um, in this conversation with you. Um, and before, when we were talking, you were talking about you did an anagram for the word empower. Um, do you want yes. to talk a little bit about that and go into that? Yeah. So I got to tell everybody, it's—it's it's, you know, it's God's sense of humor. It's God's funny joke on me, right? <laughs> because here, here I was. 
the, this disempowered woman, right? And I work my way through and really learn to love and respect myself. And then the next thing I know, I'm being called to coach people on empowerment. And I'm like, how did, how, how did that happen? Except that I guess I'm just like a step ahead or, you know, I, I, I got to live it before I can teach it or something like that. So, so when I started to build my, my business, my entrepreneurial business, um, I realized my, my uh, work is to support other women who are, are maybe strong but not trusting themselves, right, confident but not really, and that kind of thing. So I took the word empower, and um, I broke down each letter into a, a different word. So the first word for empower is esteem, which means to regard with respect or admiration. And it's, do you esteem yourself? Do you respect yourself? Um, and do you, or do you respect others and, and submit to them, you know? And then the next letter is M, and I called it movement, because to me, transformation, you got to move right? You've got to move through transformation. You just don't, you don't get to sit on the yoga mat or your couch and just kind of <laughs> become enlightened. You've got to get up and do it, right? You've got to, you've got to move it. And so um, moving from what was, this goes back to getting the garbage out of your head, what was, right? My, my divorce, my marriage of 28 years, moving from what was and letting go of the story as much as possible, which takes a lot of work, everybody, but to <laughs> let go of the story as much as possible. Um, and are you truly ready to change or transform and evolve? And so what happens with that movement is you begin to excavate that divine spark within you. You start to clear all that garbage that surrounded that divine spark. And so then the next letter is P for purpose. So do you, like we said earlier, do you know your purpose? And is it based on who you are now or is it based on who you thought you were supposed to be? And um, and I encourage people when they contemplate that to just keep it simple because you don't need another long story about yourself, right? Then the next letter is O, O for ownership. And, And I found for me, I owned too much. I took responsibility for other people's mistakes. You know, I took responsibility so that it, it eventually um, debilitated my body and I became a type 1 diabetic because I was being over-responsible. I, I was owning too much. So it was the questions I had to ask myself is, is this mine? You know, is, is what I'm about to take on, is it really mine to do? And, and often what I would find is when I was successful, I would defer it. Oh, no, that's because so-and-so helped me. Or, no, thank you, but, you know, I, that's really, you know. And I would, I would undermine, undermine it, you know, underplay it, undermine it. So that do I own my own success? Do I own my own happiness? Do I own my own life? And so then the next uh, letter is wonder. And I, I remember coming through my divorce that um, – and this is maybe a signal that I was, uh, I was like over that hump, you know, I was more than halfway through all the processing and, and coming out better than I thought, because I remember sitting in my backyard and watching hummingbirds come right up to me and want to talk to me mm-hmm. and watching my flowers blooming and my dog, you know, mm-hmm. chasing squirrels and smelling the beautiful um, fragrance of nature and being in awe, you know, just like, wow, isn't that gorgeous? And, and the more I got rid of the garbage that had closed my heart off and the more I healed my heart, the lighter I became. And then I could see the light that was radiating from anything and everything and everyone. And that to me is like the ultimate sense of wonder. It's a numinous experience. And then the next letter is E. And this was interesting when this word came up because I thought, "Uh uh-oh, here I just, you know, am I empowered? I'm committed to transformation. I'm figuring out my purpose. I'm owning less of other people's stuff and more of my success. And I'm I'm having a sense of wonder. And then this word came up and I was like, oh, I think I got more work to do. (laughs) Because this word was was emancipate. And that word triggers people. 
But I, so I looked it up, and emancipate is free from restraint or influence. And I took it to mean free from the inner bondage that I have held myself in, um, free from my past, um, free from my family of origin that said I should be this or I should do that. And so the emancipation for me was that inner bondage where I had submitted to others' will, where I had um, given myself away, given my authority away to others. Um, And by authority, I mean that inner authority of spirit. And I had just shut it down. And so to emancipate means that you get to um, release those restraints and become clear on where your influence is coming from. That, again, going back to that inflow, right? Influence, inflow of spirit and being that conduit. And then the last letter in empower was to realize and this I, I kind of felt like was the button of the entire Empower work is to realize your inner truth. After you've cleared so much stuff and the rubble and the garbage and, the, you know, come face to face with fears to realize the truth of who you are and that that truth has always been inside of you no matter what. To realize that you are the love and the power that you live in is the love and the light of spirit. And um, realizing that is often um, really gentle when it shows up. But for some people, it can be overwhelming to realize that the truth of who you are was never damaged. The truth of who you are is that light, is that love. And even though you may have felt damaged, wounded, um, beyond belief for lots of people. I've had conversations with domestic um, violence survivors. And uh, in fact, I had an interview with one woman, Tomiko Lori Pugh, and, um, and she's a light. She is, she's got a gorgeous smile. She is a light and she has a horrific story of domestic violence. And to realize that that light, that spirit was always there no matter what the violence is what pulled her through. So, um, so that's the word empower. It's, it's kind of, it is the basis, part of the basis of my book is people, um, and when I at, was saying earlier about um, doing journaling prompts, I asked people to journal on these particular words. What do they mean to them? And, and, um, and it's interesting to see what comes up. In fact, when I did my book study earlier this year, coming into January, I, I, A, I knew I was going to do a book study on my book. But B, coming into January, I was like, oh, oh I think I have to do this book too. Again. I'm like, really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So for six weeks, I, I was the teacher and the student at the same time re doing it from a new place, right? When I had originally done that, I was going through divorce. This time I'm building a business. I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm in love. I'm, you know, I have an amazing life of everything I always wanted, freedom to travel and freedom to be with somebody I just adore. And yet there were these dark places starting to kind of creep in, old thinking. We, you know, I call them weeds that come in my brain, you know, of, old beliefs. Wait a minute. I thought I got rid of that. No, you got to pull the weed. So doing the work with the students was really impactful for me because it again, just cleared the stuff out again. And I found some new stuff, you know, I had to do mind mapping on forgiveness for five days. What the heck? (laughs) Who did I need to forgive? Starting with myself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, That empower anagram is very uh, amazing, and I can't wait to dive deeper into that um, when I get your book. Um, would you, for a minute, just talk about the mind mapping? Because that sounds so incredible, and I know people would love to learn more about that as well. And do you do oh, mind sure. mapping? I'm sorry? Oh, do you do Maybe. mind mapping? 
Do I do mind mapping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, uh, there, is a, I, there's, there is a video that's attached to my book on my website specific on how to do mind mapping. And so mind mapping to me, it's a written, it's a written um, you write it down on a piece of paper. So you take a piece of paper. So let's, um, well, let's use forgiveness. What the hey? Okay, so on your paper, you're going to write the word in the, in the center of your paper, you're going to write forgiveness and draw a circle around it. Then on that circle, you're going to create spokes like on a wheel and just pull some lines off of that circle. And forgiveness, let's say, who, the next question is who, who do I need to forgive? And, and at the end of a spoke, you write somebody's name, uh, forgive me, circle it, and then off of that, more spokes, off of that bubble. So you're going to create a bunch of bubbles on this paper or circles with spokes coming off. And you, you riff on the – so, okay, so I'm saying me. I'm good, my, I need to forgive me. So off of me, then, there's forgive myself for judgment. Circle it. Forgive myself for um, being mean to so-and-so. Circle it. Forgive myself for um, not feeling good enough. Circle it. Forgive myself for until you see what I mean. Until you mm-hmm. feel complete, and and then you you know off of forgiveness, the other names of people you need to forgive, or it might even be an event. I need to forgive how I act myself for how I acted in that event, or I need to forgive that person for how they were in that event, and um, and that was an interesting spiritual practice um, because I did every day. It was a different person or piece of forgiveness forgive myself for not making that good choice in my 20s that I really should have or forgive myself for making that bad choice in my 40s when I knew better you know that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and so it becomes these spokes off of that bubble okay so it's pulling those weeds yeah I love how you um, described it pulling those annoying weeds and I, I love that you reference that because they are little annoying leads that and and I love that because even you like through everything you've been through and how far you've come you're still doing work every day like the work never ends you know what I wish it would but it doesn't you know <laughs> I, 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 I you know oh, every well. morning you know, and that's, I guess, why you get to know you're alive, right? You wake up, you open your eyes, it's a beautiful day, and there's more work to do. Somebody triggers you or you, something happens and, and you're, you're rewinding to the past or overthinking the future, two things you cannot control, right, instead of being present with who you are and what is. And, um, it's, and I, it's interesting, I noticed in this whole lockdown, quarantine, social distancing thing that, um, that people are wiggling, you know, squirming like a worm on a hook, squirming to kind of get out of, of really facing themselves. Some people are, are facing themselves and going, wow, that was interesting. I didn't know that about myself. But other people are like, nope, nope, not going to do it, not going to do it. Even with this <laughs> great opportunity in this pause to kind of reevaluate and uh, reassess who am I now? Who am I? Who have I always been? Who have I never been? What, how do I want my life to look when I get to go outside and, and party with people or whatever you're going to do when you get outside? Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. Like how are, I love this time because as Hope, um, Reverend Hope calls it the sacred pause, as you said, Susan. Mm-hmm. But I love to think about how will we reemerge from this time? What will our lives look like? Because for me, I never, I know it's going to be not the same as it once was. Um, and, and even Hope has said, if you haven't changed through all of this, then you missed the point. Um, so I just love that you're talking about all of this right now. It's just incredible. Oh, well, and I, I would agree with Reverend Hope. If you haven't changed or transformed in any of this time, you missed the point. And, um, and I got to say, I'm really sorry about that because there are many of us that are doing this inner work are lifting up millions 
And so mm-hmm. I hope that, that, that you, the you out there listening, choose to be one of the millions that lift us up in hope, in light, in love, and not just be the, a couch potato. Because that's, just, that's mm-hmm. not the truth of who you are, and that is not what this time is all about. Mm-hmm. Yes, this time is definitely a gift. Definitely a gift. Um, let's. Oh, sorry, we're gonna say something, Susan. No, I'm. I'm. I am. I'm good. Oh. <laughs> you heard? You are so mm-hmm. good. I, I've enjoyed listening to you so much, and I feel like I could truly listen hours and hours. So I'm so happy you got all of your advice into a book, and and that's just so inspirational. And um, kudos to you. I just feel like this was so meant to be that I was the one that got to interview you. <laughs> um, and I hope it's gonna be just gonna love listening to this. Um, can I, I just want to ask you a question, too, um, because of the COVID-19 and as a spiritual teacher, um, and I know you've kind of um, talked about it a little bit throughout this interview, but, but why do you think this is happening in the world? Um, so hmm, we're going to go there. Okay, Janelle. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what I know to be so I know it to be so, um, is that chaos is necessary for a new system to be created. And this looks and feels like chaos. At least it did at the beginning. It's starting to smooth itself out, but chaos often uh, looks like death and destruction. It looks like um, paradigms and systems collapsing. It looks like the Roman Empire falling apart. It looks like, you know, any kind of um, the great flood, that kind of stuff. Uh, it, chaos is necessary for new systems to build. Out in, in Margaret Wheatley wrote a couple of amazing books about chaos theory um, in the 90s, early 2000s. And um, in one of her books, she was a biochemist and then an organizer for major corporations. Um, She noticed out in nature, uh, one system would start to look like it was decaying, deteriorating, and then there would be this new form of life that was sprouting or growing next to that. Um, and, And what she discovered in her research is that one system has to die off for a new system to be born, Right, and I I really think what we're seeing is the crumbling of um, a few centuries old patriarchal uh, hierarchical system that no longer works because the new system that is birthing is this one of connection, and even though we've been isolated in this. Uh, Seemingly, I'm saying it, seemingly appearing pandemic, what's occurring is we are connecting in new ways. We're connecting energetically. We're connecting virtually. And, vir- and, and to connect virtually means you've got to line up with the Internet, right? And the Internet is an energy system, <laughs> right? So uh, this, t- this is a greater time of connection. So the, moving from that... Um, old paradigm of patriarchy into the new uh, paradigm that used to be on the planet centuries and centuries ago of the divine feminine. It's it's almost like the the two, the divine masculine, the divine feminine, I see them as connected with that inside the infinity symbol, you know, or the yin-yang symbol. We need both of them. But when one becomes too overarching, too hierarchical, it doesn't work mm-hmm. because it, it then becomes a, a, a form of divisiveness, of disunification, of dissing people. And the divine feminine is mm-hmm. about connection, collaboration. Everyone gets to participate. Everyone's talents and gifts are needed. And so what, what I know is that this chaotic time 
this time of seeming collapse or destruction or death and dying is really uh, the energy needed in order for whatever the new experience is going to be. And we don't know what that is, and we cannot even define it. You know, when people say, well, when we come out of this, nobody can give an answer. There's no going backwards because that's done. You know, everybody, well, when we get back to normal, there's no normal. There's not a normal (laughs) anymore. That's Greg Braden uh, has written books on how there's no normal. Um, So instead of wanting to go backwards to something that doesn't work and is clearly broken or dying, what is your future going to look like? How do you want to co-create this with friends, family, neighbors in your business? You know, do it, I just spoke with a woman yesterday who, um, God bless her, who is, has filed for divorce before the pandemic shutdown hit, then just recently lost her job. And she said, and I feel great. I feel great. She goes, I should be worried. Maybe I should be worried. I said, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Just be open because <laughs> all of those things had to fall away in order for her to be more of who she is. Who, who, by the way, is a fabulous, amazing light. I, I just, I just adore this woman. But you know, so it looks like there's horrible things happening, and yet it is for the highest good of all. And and that's, I know that sounds kind of trite um, to some people, but where wherever we're going, we're going together. And why not begin to collaborate and connect and support each other? in whatever this new system is going to look like. And, 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 you know, it's also, it's like, the, you know, there's so many names for God, right? The minute we, the human mind wants to start labeling something, it, it, it can't be labeled, right? Because that infinite presence of source, Allah, Gaia, God, whatever, um, it's so indefinable. And that's the energy we're moving into. Isn't that fascinating? That's the energy we're moving into, this indefinable, loving, light energy that moving in and through and around us all the time. And this whatever came before had to fall away so we could get out of our own way and be of service to the planet and to humanity and to ourselves. So that's my take on the COVID. (laughs) No, that's a little more than I think you wanted, but I'm so happy we went there because I loved your answer. That is just, and I I agree with all of it. I think this is a beautiful gift, and we're co-creating a better world, and and it's going to be even better than it was before. Um, so I thank you for giving your honest answer and and giving your heart on that. Um, because I think it's, well, it's truly like what the people need to hear. Well, I do have to say at the beginning of this, I went kicking and screaming like, you know, an insane <laughs> person. I, I, was at, I had been at a conference when the lockdown started. I call it a lockdown, by the way. I, people, uh-huh. I think, find that offensive, but I'm sorry. And I was at a conference with 250 people, and I came out of the conference, you know, I'd been there a week, and um, came home and uh, went to the market <laughs> and because I hadn't been to the market uh, in, in almost two weeks. So I go to the market to pick up food that we need, and I, lo and behold, I walk down the aisle, all the water, bottled water is gone. Thank God I didn't need bottled water, but all of it was gone. And then I walk down another aisle, all the paper goods, including napkins and Kleenexes, besides the toilet paper, all of it was gone and I came home in I was livid I was livid because the 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 at that point to me that kind of fear that creates hoarding and then people were selling stuff at a higher rate um a, you know a big box that delivers at your door was charging a higher rate for toilet paper and I was livid because that that's not how we support each other that, that's how we withhold from each other and we manipulate each other. And that's the old paradigm that's dying is this hoarding and I'm going to make sure I take care of my family. 
Now, fortunately, as we move through the pandemic, a lot of people started reaching out to their neighbors. You know, a lot of people said, okay, I can't sit in my house afraid. How can I help? Let me call my, let me go visit my neighbor, see what they need from the market, or let me go water their lawn, or let me, you know, and, um, and people started volunteering and doing random acts of kindness that they hadn't thought to do before. I have one street in my neighborhood. The kids wrote beautiful sayings in front of each of their neighbor's driveways with chalk and did beautiful drawings, you know, kid drawings, but beautiful drawings as an expression of love and support. We, can't, we don't even know you, neighbor, but I want to I love you by doing this. And so fortunately... The, 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 the ones that felt so fearful they had to hide and hoard, um, hopefully they're also the ones that have transformed um, into a place of recognizing that this is a huge opportunity to be in connection with yourself, with source within, and with those around you. You know, wave, if you're wearing a mask, wave to people when you're walking down the street. Look people in the eye when you go to the market if you still have a mask on. Even if you don't have a mask on, look people in the eye and wave and smile and say hi because I, I know a lot of people weren't doing that before, at least in my area. It was fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, human connection is getting more powerful, more powerful. Oh, my gosh. I am just so grateful for your time and for our conversation. Um, but I have a couple more questions before we go, and they're just a little. But before we wrap this up, where can people find you, Susan? Um, and where else can they find your book? Um, well, my book is on Amazon, and it's Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. But if you go to my website, susanburrell.com, you can find out more about the book, and you can order it through there. Um, and, again, my website is uh, also got my podcast, Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell, and it's also got blogs that I've written. And it's also uh, a way where you could connect with me um, by booking a 30-minute session with me, um, those are free. And, uh, and also, oh, my, my book study. Go to susanburrell.com, and there is a page for the book study. And if you want to jump in on June 9th and uh, for six weeks do a study of the book with me, um, I would love it. I would just love it. And uh, you can, you know, register on the website. So Wonderful. That, and, and it's been yeah, such a joy and a pleasure talking with you today. Oh, thank you, Susan. Okay, here's my final question for you, Susan. Um, if a stranger walked up to you on the street and asked, how do I become empowered, what would you say to them? I would tell them to take a very deep breath into their heart space and breathe in love and exhale love and do that for a few times. And that's where you'll find your true power. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, well, I don't want to hang up, Susan, but <laughs> I know. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. I, I had tears right now. That answer gave me goosebumps. And, and I took so many pages of notes during this interview. So, I thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your guidance for all the listeners and everything you do in this beautiful world and for making it a better place and for helping so many people at this time. So thank you, Janelle. Thank you. And th- and oh, would you, you would you guys please send me the link to um, your that light? Uh, yeah, igniting yeah, workshop. We will. Yes, we will okay, definitely. Great. And we'll put we'll put all of your information out on our website as well and out on our Facebook. Um, and we'll get it all out there for everybody to click and learn more about you and get your book. So Thank you so much. I appreciate that. that. You're so welcome. You're so welcome, Susan, and thank you so much. And so, everybody, if you enjoyed the show, we ask that you please share it with a friend or somebody that you love. 
It will help us reach as many people as we possibly can and help give hope to the world. And again, thank you to Susan Burrell for being a part of this show. And don't buy mine for our We Ignite Together event, which is June 13th and 14th. And you can just go over to our website, hopeinterfaithcenter.com, to sign up and learn more. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Interface Center. And check out our newest video podcast called The Power of Change, which is on our YouTube channel, the Hope Interface Center. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Pure Hope Show. We are so grateful for you, for your support, and for your time with your us here with us today and so grateful to you Susan we just send you love from our hearts to your heart and from all of Thank us you. at the Hope Interface Center oh you're welcome from all of us here at the Hope Interface Center Reverend Hope Reverend Amy and myself keep shining your beautiful light we love you Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Rev. Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.